God'll get you for that one. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God'll get you for that, Walter, is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Findlay's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of God'll Get You for That, Walter. Or at least God's wife will get you. God's wife will get you. Who would be God's wife? I, that's a good question. Carol Kane. Carol Kane? I'll say Carol Kane is God's wife. Uh, okay. Don't ask me why I said Carol Kane. It just sounded appropriate at the I, time. I refuse to ask. <laughs> I will ask, um, who are we, though? We are Tomcat and Tony Holmperm. Oh, thank goodness. I'm glad I was I, able I, I to didn't tell know you. For, I didn't know for a minute. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Well, then you know something. We'll have to make sure that your will is already all taken care of. And there's no trustees for you. That uh, you need let's to worry hope about. not. Yes. So today we are at episode 35 and we are discussing season two, episode 11, The Will. The Will. Which originally aired November 27th, uh, 1973. Mm -hmm. uh, it was directed by Hal Cooper. Mm -hmm. uh, the teleplay was written by Albert E. Lewin. Uh, and the episode was written by Leonard B. Kaufman. Um, and the guest stars are Fred Grandy comes back as Chris. That's Gopher, Gopher from, from, the, love from boat. the Love Boat. Uh, we have Louis Gus, who reprises his role as the laundromat cleaner. Uh, and they just throw Louis Gus in just for just for character acting, I think, at this point. How many times is that man getting thrown out of the Findlay's house? True. And he keeps coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so we have Cecil Reddick as Mr. Hauser, mm -hmm. and we have a couple of small incendiary characters yes. that just are not of, of, sort of, of ill importance. Extraneous. Extraneous. Extraneous characters. Extraneous characters. So, so. We open, we're in the kitchen, Florida. And people is, are frantic, everybody is frantic. Florida is madly ironing. Yes. And doing a dance. And uh, Walter comes in. He's looking for his, his tie and studs. Tie and studs. His tie and studs. Yes. And he is pleading with Florida to tell him where it is, yes. what's going on. Right. Uh, and again, Florida is doing this this dance. Yes. Um, and she because goes, there was something she needed to do. Twenty she minutes to do prior. Twenty minutes prior. And she has not done it. And she's not dancing because she's got natural rhythm. She had to pee. She had to pee. She just had to pee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. So. <laughs> So at that uh -huh. point, you know, Walter goes out into the kitchen and Florida is well, he's in the kitchen. He's in the kitchen. He's been he goes, in the kitchen. He goes That's from the kitchen open. to the living room. Yes. Um, and Florida, like, you know, exits um, the kitchen. Florida exits the kitchen and she's, she's trying she's to run trying up. to go to the bathroom. To the bathroom. And everybody and their mother stops her. Stopping Vivian's her. asking if there's more black coffee. Uh, Walter is frantically asking where his sty, where his styes, where his styes, his styes, styes in his eyes, his styes in his eyes. No, his where studs his and ties, his studs and ties, studs and ties, pussy cat. Where his studs and ties are, and uh, I think Fl Carol was asking like where like the the, the dry cleaning was. I think and and Maud called yes. down where the cleaners are. Yes, like, did yes. the cleaners call or did you call the cleaners? Because as we found out in this. Maud and Walter are getting an award. The, the husband, husband and, and wife, wife of, the year. of the year award. They're getting the husband and wife of the year award. Yes. So it's a very important Very function. prestigious. Very prestigious award. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone is friendly talking to Florida, and Florida screams at everybody. Now, yes. wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Now, if you if you want to reread the Emancipation <laughs> Proclamation, it's out there printed on the back of a box of Quaker Oats. That's right. <laughs> Was it printed on the box of Quaker Oats? It might ago? have been. It might have been because you know the the Quakers did did help run the Underground Railroad. 
Interesting. You know, I learned about that in history. You would think I would have remembered that. I know. You would but think. this was also years ago. Yes. And, you know, I learned a very whitewashed it's, history of slavery and the know, Emancipation it's, Proclamation. It's more important to, to know, um, you know, lines from the Golden Girls of course. in <laughs> than it is to know, you Leave know, me alone. Stop judging me. Uh, you know, world history. Stop <laughs> judging me. How dare you? Would I you? judge you? Yes. Yes, you would. <laughs> So Florida runs to to what you call it. Maud runs to Maud runs. Florida runs to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I think at mm-hmm. that point Maud comes downstairs holding two outfits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's. Oh no, Grace calls. Yes, Grace. Yes, and that's Grace a recurring calls. That is a recurring joke. Through this episode. Joke. That Grace uh, is calling Maud to. Uh, what was the name? Chubby. Chubby. Oh, I, Chubby I Briggs. The, Chubby Biggs. I don't remember the last Chubby name. Briggs. I don't remember the last name, but uh, Grace. Probably wants to say Chubby Checker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it's not Chubby Grace's Checker. husband, Chubby. As we find out, he has passed away. Yep. And he has left Grace in, in a bind, in a, in in a, a big bind. bind because of the will that he had written, yep. which, as we come to find out. He has put a trustee in charge of the will, not Grace. Yeah. And so Grace has no control over her own life now because they're, you know, everything that they built together in their lives and, and, and financially, mm-hmm. um, she no longer has a say in. Yes. And that's correct. Yes. And that's bad. And that's, that's, and that's not bad. a good thing. That's not a good thing. Yes. This episode deals very heavily with women's liberation and uh, the Equality Rights Act, which was the amendment mm-hmm. that was passed in what, eight states? Or how, how many states way, was it at the time? They, they, uh, they had, um, uh, it was like 30 something and they needed about eight. They needed about eight more states eight and more. it'll be the law of the land. Yes. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Yes. So we have the I Know Grace. And I Know, yes. Gr- I know Grace is just the running gag where. Yes. Like, Maud will answer the phone and say, I know Grace. I know Grace. Grace. I, I know, know Grace. Grace. I know, I know Grace. Grace. Um, and then she puts the phone down yeah. and says, I know Grace. Yes, I know yes. Grace. And she has these two outfits in her hand, one of which was worn by Rue McClanahan as Vivian in a later episode. Oh, really? That green velvet. The green that, the one? The green velvet with the uh-huh. blue. The uh-huh. blue. Yeah, that was worn by Vivian. Oh, interesting. I was wondering if, like, they were, like had been used prior or something. There, You want to laugh, anecdotal and sidebar, there was one point in time where I looked up costumes from Maud because mm-hmm. I'm like, I was a very big fan of David Mayoko at the time and mm-hmm. I mean, I still I still love and adore David Mayoko. David Mayoko is a very, a very famous uh, Liberace impersonator. Yes, he was in uh, th- uh, the Netflix movie Army of the Dead. Yeah, where he played Liberace. Liberace. He played Liberace. And, uh, and he's, been, he's been a guest <clears throat> of mine on... Talking Tony and Tony and Naughty or Nice. Um, so David Mayoko is a lovely, charming human being who actually owns some of uh, Lee's Liberace's um, costumes. costumes. Yeah. So I was like, well, I kind of want to do that too. <laughs> Unfortunately, B. Arthur and myself are very much not the same not size. Not the same size at all. No. Um, so that was something that I had at the back of my mind, and I was looking, and I found the red outfit that she had in her hands. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was, I think, $2,000. And I'm like, oh. I could just make that. Yeah. So I don't need to, I don't need to spend $2,000 yeah. on a costume that no. B. Arthur wore. Although, th- think about it. That's not, you know, it's not an outrageous. No, not for, not for a, like, it would be the same thing if you saw B. Arthur's wardrobe. Or even, like, Rue McClanahan had in her contract for Golden Girls that she would keep all of her costumes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, they, whatchamacallit, they, um, excuse me so much. Um, they, 
Oh my god, where did my my brain's gone? <laughs> my body is limp with exhaustion. We're talking about the clothes. Uh, yes, the clothes that that Room Clanahan wore during uh, Golden Girls, mm. and when she passed, mm -hmm. a lot of those costumes were donated and put up for auction, and a lot of those costumes sold for a great deal of money. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. I actually, uh, I, I kind of dated this guy who he had dated this guy who was Judy Garland's chauffeur, and he, he had one of her dresses. Oh my goodness. Yes. Did he it? wear it? No, no, it was, he just <laughs> had it. It was, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was extremely small. She was, she was petite. She was very petite. She was, was very petite. Very petite. It was a very small garment. She, she looked like knee high to a grasshopper yes. to a grown adult. Yes, but um, I, I actually touched a garment worn by Judy Garland. Well, did you feel the power of her come inside you? No. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Positively distressed for you. That's okay. Um. <laughs> so, um. So, Ma so Maud is asking Vivian for her advice opinion on, on the dress. Advice on the dress, and, and Vivian's just like, oh. And this is this was the episode where we sort of started to see Vivian. Transform into the Vivian that we, we begin to yes, know and love. Yes, she was the, the, the writers. Dance. The writers were slowly mm -hmm. starting to introduce her to be more insipid mm -hmm. and a little bit more um, dense. Yes. So yes. Vivian's just like, oh, I think they're both so beautiful, I can't choose. And mm -hmm. Maud turns to her and goes, "Your taste is in your elbows." Yeah. <laughs> this well, well, this no, she, the... she 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 did choose. She did pick one. And more, didn't Maud tell her? It, it's it's like the it lumpy, was so, it, it's it was a lumpy, so old. This that, one's so old. No, that's what she said. She says, "I just I can't decide." So Maud was just like, "This one's so old. Goodwill gave it to me." Right. And this green dress uh, makes me look like a lumpy snooker table. Yes, because it's green velvet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So at that point, uh, Maud is just like, "Fine, we'll worry about it when the cleaners get in." I, I, I just won't go to the. I'll go to the thing stark naked. Right. She'll go to the dinner stark naked. And what Walter is he still asking about the uh, the the studs. the studs? Why is it when you? Why is it when you need? When you can't find a stud around, uh, yeah, mm. know that feeling also. And, well. and I think, I think, I think Maud gave him a. I know Walter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, she did. Because um, Walter asked, like you know, Walter asked, mm. where do you, where are the studs? So Maud's like, you mm. had them in your hands earlier this morning. Did you, you check, check your, your pockets? pockets? And Walter's like, did I check my, my pockets? Did, did I, I check, check my, my pockets? Po and he finds yeah, them in his pockets. And of course, they're in the pocket. And Maud's like, that's a good boy. Mm -hmm. Now remember, before you leave, remember to visit Tinkle Tonkle Town. Yes. And I use that phrase all too frequently when I say, <laughs> I'm going to visit Tinkle Tonkle Town. Tinkle Tonkle Town. Um, Is that like you're in town? You know, one musical I've never seen. <laughs> Me either. I've never seen you're in town. <laughs> there's, a, there's a water sports joke in there somewhere. Uh, somewhere. <laughs> um, so then Florida comes back downstairs, mm -hmm. and Florida's like, could you tell me what you think? Mud like, asks Florida. Mud asks Florida for her opinion, and she goes, well, you know what I wear to these affairs. Yeah. A black out, a black dress, yeah. a tiny white apron, and a tray of hors d'oeuvres. That's right. And, like, chews her lip for a little bit and moves it off to the side. Mm -hmm. Just, I, I love, mm -hmm. I love... When the writers mm -hmm. made Florida give it back to Maud, mm -hmm. because you know the only person who could really put Maud in her place was Florida. Was Florida? Yes. Um, and, and Maud accused her of being a road company mom's, mom's Mabley. <laughs> uh, road company mom's Mabley. Uh, what a voice she had. Mm -hmm. Mom's Mabley. She, mm -hmm. I've heard. I've heard some of her like stand-up skits. Mm -hmm. She's. She is crass. Mm -hmm. She is a crass comedian. Mm -hmm. But God, was she funny. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so uh, I believe the doorbell rang again at that point, and it was Chris. Yes, it was Chris, and he was, you know, coming in to produce. He produced a very, very, very oversized. No, first he produced the newspaper. Oh, that's right, the newspaper where first they just where the they newspaper. they talked about the prominent ramrod. Yeah, the, yes, when I heard that. The prominent <laughs> that, ramrod. That the, the, the function was being held at the ramrod room at the, uh, the was it the... The Tuc Ramada Inn or the Tuckahoe, Tuckahoe Hole or something, something like that. Something like that. Some type of catering hole somewhere. But, like, it, it, and gay culture. There have been so many bars named, named ramrod. ramrod. But can you please explain to the class why that's funny, Tony? Or do you think that the kids will get it at home? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so slap happy. Uh, I um, don't know. But, so um, at that point, you yes. know, Laura's reading it saying the prominent mm, couple, yes. the prominent ramrod, yes. is going mm -hmm. to be going to somewhere at the ramrod room mm -hmm. in Tuckahoe, New York. Mm -hmm. And um, she, she's, she's complaining about the cleaner. She's going to kill the cleaner. Because she doesn't have a dress to wear. So that's when Chris says, oh, I have something you you could wear. Yes. And he runs back out the door. Yes. And that's when he grabs that, he comes in with this, this giant. This very oversized, over, not overproduced. What, what do they it? call it? Oh, uh, oh. Retouched? Retou nope. Portrait, portrait Port pictures. Yes. Like, and it was the size of the set. It was huge. It, it was, was like humongous. Bigger I wonder, than a refrigerator. It had to have been about eight maybe, feet tall. No, not eight feet tall. I would probably say maybe about six, six by five. Six by five or four. Six by four. I'd say six foot by four yes. feet wide. I would have very large. I would agree to that. Very large I would portrait because it, it dwarfed. It dwarfed Maud. Yes. Yes. Like, it was um, big. And she looks at it and she goes. What a nice, lovely couple we made, yes. Walter. Yes. Such nice open, open pores. Open pores, such a good thing to have. I hate open pores. Uh, I want tight pores. And uh, Vivian makes her joke about it looking like something that would be in Wal Will, Ch Will Chamberlain's, Chamberlain's wallet. And she goes, oh, I made a joke. Yes. Arthur's sense of humor Even must be rubbing, rubbing off, off on me. And mm -hmm. Maud says, better on you than on us. Mm -hmm. And of course, spe then speaking of Arthur... That's when Arthur comes in. And what was he wearing, Ma? He was wearing this so 70s paisley tuxedo what jacket. What color was that jacket, Ma? It was like brownish, orangey, you know, those, you know, 70s earth tones. Uh, uh. I, I, nope. loved, I loved that tuxedo jacket. I hated that tuxedo jacket. I loved jacket. that tuxedo jacket. Hated that tuxedo loved jacket. It. I loved it. I will say this, though. I did love Maud's outfit. Like, it was a very simple, like, pink crushed velvet mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. dress over the pants yeah. situation. Very, very Maud. Very, very, very Maud, Maud look. So he comes in and he like, Maud's like, well, Arthur, you look lovely. Mm. And Arthur goes, I do, don't I? Yeah. Like, not, you know, feeling himself. He's yes. enjoying himself. And good for him. He deserves yes. to feel himself every once in a while. And what did she say to him? Something about, um, there was something about earrings. Oh, you had the innate, sensible, good taste to not clutter it up with a, a jeweled comb and a pair of earrings. Yes. <laughs> I still would have done that. Though. I know you would have. And you would have wore the jeweled comb I and the earrings. I would have worn the earrings with the, with, the, with the paisley jacket. Have you ever worn as a drag queen a suit? Like a fitted suit? No, I have like a dress that's sort of like a tuxedo dress. 
See, I would wear a, I would wear a fitted suit, but but no, that's also because I, I have these broad shoulders. You do have those broad shoulders, pussycat. See, whereas whereas I am more petite, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever you say, pussycat. Whatever whatever helps you sleep no, at night. Me, pussycat. <laughs> no, I. You, am pussycat. pussycat. One. You are pussycat, pussycat two. two. <laughs> But oh, we digress yeah. into Golden we Girls. We digress into Golden Girls because it's just uh, the thing to do. It's just the thing to do. Because you know why? Oh, yeah. We, this, we as lost, we're recording as this. As we're recording this, we lost we, Betty White. We just lost Betty White. La yesterday, two days ago. Yeah. We lost her two days ago. Unbelievable. December 31st, just weeks before her 100th birthday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But she took 2021 with her and we're grateful. Yes. Yes. So, with that said, um... Well, that, now Arthur and Vivian, they're being very cutesy. Did Arthur bring her flowers? Yes. What light through yonder window breaks. Tis yeah, the they, East and Juliet is the sun. And, um, well, no, that's what. Tis the East and Arthur is the sun. Or something to yes, that effect. Something. Yes, something. And she's, like, chuckling to herself and taking the flowers and being very cutesy ootsy. And I'm just yes. like, can we gag me or something? Yes. Like, gag me with a spoon or some junk. Yes, and what compares them to Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> that was a good one. And uh, and Arthur looks at the giant picture. And says the same the, thing. The same thing looks, looks like something that came out of Wilt Chamberlain's wallet. wallet. So and then Vivian was like, oh, uh, I said the same yes. thing. We must be rubbing off on each other. Yes. Have to be of the same mind. And that was when Maud said, so did Bonnie and Clyde. Exactly, yes. That's how the Bonnie and Clyde reference came came. So. Up. The phone rang again. And it was Grace. It was Grace again. It was Gra I know Grace. I know Grace. So know this Grace. time, she, though, she, she puts Florida on the phone. Because they have a very similar timbre to their voice. They have a very similar volume to their voice. So. I, well, I don't think she even cared about that. She just figured all Grace wanted was to hear somebody going, "I know Grace." Yes, and it would be she'd be satisfied. Yes, correct. And um, that's when um, they start discussing how um, the predicament that Grace is in with the will yep. uh, has, you know, really messed her up. And uh, then Arthur is—he's going on about. Um, the ERA nonsense, as he puts it. The ERA nonsense, which is the Equality Rights Act. Equal Rights Act. Equal Rights Act of 1973 or 1974. Um, and it basically stated that women can make the same amount of... Um, Walter gave mm. the entire speech yes, about he, what, he, that, what he, that was. Yes. And, yes. you know, Carol was just like, only eight states left, and it's the law of the land. Mm -hmm. And all while this is happening, Maud is putting a bow tie around Walter's neck. Well, well, the, the thing is, Arthur is saying that it's, that it's nonsense. He's like, he says, well, it's fine if, that a woman, if they're secretary, if they're a secretary, they should get the same and then Maud was like, as a male secretary. As a male secretary. So which Maud responded with, but what about CEOs, Arthur? What about female executives. CEOs? Female executives. And he says a woman, women should not be executives. Yep. And he's like, you know. Goes on to this big conservative Republican tyrant yes. that I was just so disgusted by where he was just like, yes. well, God, what happens if we have a female president? <laughs> if she yeah. has the codes, God forbid she hear, she like gets a yeah, What if the hotline rings at and that? And it's her time of the month. It's her time of the month. I yes. don't like him. I don't like Arthur. Arthur is a douche. But he was that—that's what his role was supposed to be in this. Yep, that was you his know, role. And Conrad yeah. Bain did play it to perfection. Of course, you Conrad know. Bain did in fact play it to 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 superb effect. You know, he had to uh, 
uh, he he had to be that foil yeah, for, for, for Maud, Maud to for rail Maud. against. And also, you know, it's important to remember that Norman Lear did write it so that Maud had a foil, but also that we would see the hypocrisy of Maud's mm-hmm. argument. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was all very, you know, it was one of the reasons yes. why I think that Norman Lear considered Maud one of his favorite sitcoms to work on. Mm-hmm. So while Maud is like, you know, railing against Arthur... She's basically strangling Walter. She's basically strangling poor Walter. Put his bow tie on, and they're all, like, trying to, like, stop her. And, you know, you're strangling him, you're strangling him. Yes, you're strangling him, you're strangling him. And they're all, like, trying to argue with him. And, you know, the the more they argue, the more that... And Walter is passing out because he is losing circulation. he can't breathe. He cannot breathe. He can't breathe. So he, you know, gets to the... Uh, He, like, starts falling. An author made a line. He said that the the, uh, Equal Rights Amendment strikes at the heart of of families. (laughs) That's what... Because working mothers. Yes. Because because of working mothers. Yes. Exactly. Just do less, Arthur. Do less. Walter Walter finally, uh, Maud realizes that, you know... uh, Walter, how can I fix your tie when you're on the floor? Yes, she finally, like, releases the the tie. So she releases him, and I think at that point the doorbell rings. No, at that point, Florida got off the phone. Oh, and she said, Grace. Grace Grace says goodbye. She said goodbye. That's when the doorbell rings. This was, like, one of those episodes where it was, like, Everything is happening at once. It's, like, everything was just, yeah. It's, like, everybody's talking at me. (laughs) This is one of those episodes where, like, it it seems like it goes so fast. But it's one of those episodes where you just don't realize how fast it's going. And there's so so much in the whole episode. So, Maud goes to the door. It's It's Louis Gus. It's Louis Gus. Mm -hmm. He's the cleaner. And he's just, like, 250 for the clean dress. Well, he, he, he he was apologizing for being late. Because he had to drop off all these tuxedos because, and dresses. Of this, because of this stupid event that all these people are going to. For all this. these all these wives are dragging their husbands yeah. to for this women rights movement, this, and he starts yeah, laughing. Yeah, like, and then Maud says, "Ha ha ha ha! Yeah, yeah. Give me the dress." <laughs> yeah. And she holds the dress up, and the buttons are gone. The buttons are missing. The buttons are gone. So she says, "All of the buttons are gone." And he goes, "Well, we we don't we don't." What did he say? We, oh, 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 we're not responsible. We're not responsible for any lost buttons. Yeah. And um, she goes, he goes, that'll be two fifty. And she goes, you don't expect me to pay two fifty for all of these things. Yeah. He goes, I certainly do. Well, Maud goes, well, then all your, your buttons, buttons are missing. And, and, pushes, him, and pushes him out the door. Slams the door. Pushes him out the door. And you know, when, when the last time he was there and got pushed out the door was. He wasn't the cleaner, I think he though. was a grocer. He was a right? grocer. He wasn't either. He was a grocer or something? He was a grocer. <laughs> or he, like, said something to Walter. He's just like, I saw you spitting out the window. Or was it somebody else? They do this really weird thing with this sitcom where they'll just get any character actor that they can, put yes. them in for two seconds, yes. and then, then force them to leave. Yes. Um, and that was what Louis Gus did in this episode and subsequent episodes. Was he the one who was... Was he selling... He was selling something, and she she picked and she. It wasn't tomatoes. That was that somebody the, else. Was that somebody else? I don't remember now. Neither we have I. to. Ch- we have to. Check. We must check the tape. We must we check, check the, the tape. Check the tape. Check the tape. Check, oh, check the tape. We are exhausted. <laughs> we are pooped. Well, well, you know what? We're just getting over New Year's Eve. We are just getting over New Year's everything, Eve. And everything, and everything, and everything, everything, and everything. So forgive us. So, if we're a little... Yeah, we're a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Or at least Quake, Quaker Oats. 
Or at least Quaker. No, what was it? Laced Quaker Oats. What, what was it? The box of what? Did, what was on the? What was the ERA? The Emancipation Proclamation. The Emancipation was on, Proclamation was, on the, was on the back of a box of Quaker Oats. Well, it was Quaker Oats. It was Quaker Oats. Okay. Okay. So oh. Maud slams the door, and then I have written down expect that from a woman. Uh, that was that was uh, that was the cleaner. No. No, I don't. Think, that? I don't think that was the. Uh, that may have been Arthur. Oh yes, he said they expect a woman to be late. That's right. Maud said, because all the buttons are gone, how am I going to right. get to that? And that was, when, that was when Arthur said, like, well, they expected they a, woman expect to be a, a woman to be late. And Maud late. turns to him and goes, you know, it's, it's phrases like that that lead, lead people to believe the nonsense that they're pouring out. Mm. Just very, all very self-righteous. Yes. But I mean, I understand. I understand where Maud is coming from, especially mm -hmm. as a 1970s mm -hmm. liberated woman mm -hmm. of a certain age. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember <sighs> what happened next. I do believe it was the phone ringing the phone again, again, right? And Maud said, Maud picks up the phone saying, "Hello, Grace. Mm -hmm. I know Grace. I know Grace. I know Grace." And then she hands the phone off to Florida. Yes. And Florida goes, "I know Grace. Yes, I know yes. Grace." Yes. So then, you know, short story long, we come to find out that the, the will has a trustee has and a, it ties up right. Grace with ever. She has no access to the money because right. it's tied to the this trustee. Is, this is when we find out exactly what. Grace's situation is that when and Chubby's will that Maud, had a trustee... That Maud is in a similar predicament. Yes, yes. Because, yes. you know, Maud is going on saying, not my Walter. My right. Walter trusts me to yes. take care of the finances. Yes. Right, Walter? And, and Walter was is... making some faces. Walter yes. was making some faces. Yes. And then Maud turns to Arthur, and then Maud turns to Walter and says... Go on, tell him. Tell him, Walter. Walter's... Well, she says, she says, who's the trustee? And then she turns and she goes, all right, Walter, who's the trustee? And Arthur giggles. <laughs> Arthur giggles. And Maud, I just love the Arthur's facial expressions. They are timeless. They are elegant. Uh, they are beautiful. Uh -huh. So she turns to Walter and says, God's wife will get you for this. That's right. <laughs> so... And th that's when she starts... I'm not going! <laughs> Carol, Vivian, I am not going! Um, uh, she uh, says that, you know, because she's not equal, that, that the marriage is not equal. Yep. They are the frauds they are, we are the frauds of the of year. The, year. <laughs> the frauds of the year. They're not the husband and wife of the year now. Nixon, Agnew, Watergate. Nixon, Agnew, Watergate, then us. Then the Finleys. And I believe it's about at that point that we it's have a commercial. commercial break. And when we get back, um, everybody is at the is Everyone's almost at the door. door. Walter is, is Walter's telling at... them all to go. Yeah. And, and Arthur says, uh, gee, I hate to see you like this, Arthur, because it'll be really sad to see you go. <laughs> when you die, she's going to be hell to live with. Obviously, mm -hmm. he's talking about Maud. Yep. So they all leave, and then... Um, Maud tells Walter to call. Call the bank, Walter. Call the bank, Walter. And <laughs> Walter's like, we don't, the, the, the bank doesn't have anything to do with this. And she goes, no, the blood, the bank, blood bank, you're going to need it. <laughs> you know, more spousal abuse comedy. It's um, what's sold in the 70s. Yes. Um, so, um, the next thing I have written down was, why are you trying to control my life from the grave? From the grave, yeah, that's what she's asking because uh, they Walter. go, they go, and they get into this argument, and it's true. Yeah. Like you know, they're. I'm trying to remember. Was it? It was 75 when a wife was able to have her own bank account. A wife was able to have no her own checking account. Mm -hmm. 
That was in 1975. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I think, was the one who uh, spearheaded that movement uh-huh. to get women to have their own checking account and their own their mm-hmm. own savings account. Mm-hmm. Because for the longest time, it was the men that controlled everything. Oh, yeah. 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 We hate that for us. We, oh. hate, we hate that journey. Yeah. Um. So. And she's she's complaining. She she's complaining, and he's and he's like even I don't, like Walter's like I went over it with my lawyers. I don't understand it all, and I'm a man. Mm-hmm. Which really you should not have said to Maud. Right. You should right. not have said that to the woman mm-hmm. that is Maud. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Walter, Walter is saying how um, you know. Uh, he was leaving her everything. Yeah. How, how fin- Finley's appliances was so important to him that he gets a little emotional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and he then proceeds to talk about open season for widows. And you know they're talking about Walter dying like tomorrow. Right. Uh, but I, I like though the part where where Maud said that, that you know she realizes uh, Finley's friendly appliances is his claim to immortality, and that uh, w- when he he goes. She's going to have the neon sign repaired so that it doesn't say, say Findle's appliances. <laughs> so in other words, if he, if he cared so much about it, why has he not fixed the neon sign? Let's, let's assume the worst, Walter. You have passed away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I make mad, passionate love to a younger, nubile man. Mm-hmm. Allow me to make my own mistakes, Walter. Yes. <laughs> and now that I say it, please allow uh, me to uh, make my own uh, mistakes. Allow us who will pick her clean. Allow us who will pick her clean. Who because that was, clean. that was, please allow me yes. to, please allow me to make my own mistakes. Yes. So, at that point, Maud is willing to listen to Walter, but she's only willing to listen to Walter if she wears earmuffs. Yes. If she wears earmuffs. Which means she cannot listen to him. Correct. And, and she, she, she storms into the kitchen. She says, well, she starts singing, everybody's talking, talking at, at me. me. I think that was Harry Nielsen. I think so, too. Yes. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, goes into the kitchen, mm-hmm. and she's just like, Florida... I'm about to go into the living room and put on some some new clothing to get ready for the evening. And I want you to make sure that you tell me whether or not I'm making the right decision by going without Walter. Nod yes for once, twice for no. And Florida was about to nod a second time and Maud stopped her chin. stopped her. And she said, thank you, Florida. You're going to be a great comfort to me in my old age when my hearing goes. Oh. And Florida says that she's in Screwball City. Yep. That was what you said. Screwball City. Oh, and um, Walter is continuing continuing to yell at Hasn't Maud. been peace in this house since Bobby Riggs blew it. Since Bobby Riggs blew it. And then there's talk about greasy-haired gigolos. Mm-hmm. Which, it's a little offensive for Italians, isn't yes. it? Just a skosh. But yes. that's, you know, that's writing in the 70s. They mm-hmm. didn't care who they offended mm-hmm. because at that time, it wasn't that offensive. It was mm-hmm. just a thing that was said. Mm-hmm. And now it's offensive because people are offended by it. Yes. And we try to be, you know, politically correct in this atmosphere because it's, you know, it's just the right thing to do. It's right to speak eloquently about different people and different races and different things. Very true. <sighs> so uh, it was at this point she start, she she pulled the earmuffs off, mm-hmm. right? She, and she was yelling at and him. And she storms up the stairs. Mm-hmm. 
and Walter's racing against her, and they're, like, screaming at each other. At that point... Florida walks out of the kitchen with the flowers. Yep. And the doorbell rings. And the doorbell rings, and it's the party guest. That's, yes, it's the Housers and the other couple. I don't remember their names. We'll Sounds just say like the Croptons. Something, mean, something like that, Something, right? the Croutons, the Croutons, Browsers, the Crittons, Browsers, something, something. something. That they weren't, like, superfluous, really. Yes, they were incendiary characters, yes. which is your SAT word for the day. Incendiary. Yes. yes. Uh... Incent- not incendiary. That would be on on fire. Tertiary. Would it would be tertiary. No, it would be incendiary. Incendiary. Would it be incendiary? I don't hold think on. So. Incendiary oh, is, ex- is explosive. Define incendiary. I'm telling you. Define incendiary. Incendiary is explosive. I don't believe you. Noun, a person who stirs up conflict. That's also not who they are. Not who they are. I'm telling you, they would tend not, to stir up conflict. Very exciting. Oh Jesus! I think they Christmas. would be. I think they. I think they would superfluous. Be superfluous or something like that. Extraneous. I don't know why I always thought incendiary just meant no. like not. You ever heard like of an incendiary device? No. Really? I always See, you know what? I watch all these like CSI shows. Of course you do. And they always have like <laughs> big words getting blown up by an incendiary device. <laughs> Trust me on this, pussycat. I do. They weren't incendiary. Siri just told me. I know. I have never felt more stupid in my entire life. She'll take Siri's word before she takes her own mother's. Leave me alone. (laughs) Leave me be, old woman. So they've come to pick up the husband and wife wife of of the the year. year. And meanwhile, they can hear them fighting upstairs. And they're saying... Florida's like, they're, she's getting ready to like tell about her acceptance speech. And she goes, Ma, you over here. If some greasy head gigolo wants to pick me up, that's uh, my business. That's right. <laughs> that's, uh, and and uh, Florida's trying to like come up with like a, excuse, an excuse for like what they're hearing. And she was so adorable. Yes, she it. was. So they um, come downstairs. They and don't come downstairs. They come to the... The top mi- of the stairs. The, the, the middle of the stairs. stairs. They come from the top of the stairs to the middle of the to stairs. To the middle of the stairs. And uh, Walter's, Walter's telling her if she wants to wear the pants in the family, then, you know. Let him. Then let her. And uh, he, he, he pulls his pants pulls down. He pulls his pants down. He pulls his pants down. I really, I really think Bill Macy was probably, he was probably a naturist. <laughs> I know, I'm serious. <laughs> I laugh, but it's potentially true. He did. I, he did enjoy being naked on the show. He did not have a problem being nude in front of the camera. You no, know, I mean, he, he, yeah, and he did old Calcutta, which was you know nude on stage. Yeah. So I think he was. An, I really think he was a naturist. Yes, I agree. Which you know. Um. So nothing wrong with that. Maud starts cackling. Yes. Yeah. Because she turns to the she turns to the company and she says, "You want to wear the pants in the re- no? He wants to. You want to wear the pants in the relationship? Mm. What? Here they are. Yeah. And if Maud goes, if you think something, 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 well, then I have news for you. And Walter goes, what? And Maud goes, company's here. Yes. So she. Well, starts- no, he, he 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 was. She was laughing, and he said, "What's so funny?" She told him his bony knees. A Walter, your bony knees. A was his bony knees. And and B was that the company was there. <laughs> yes. Um, so then they go upstairs because Maud was like, "Please." Well, Maud tells me. him she doesn't want his pants or anything. Anything. And this is and where Fl- it gets... Florida was, was like, you know, she she said she, she feels bad that if she had known this was going to happen, she would have ironed his shorts. <laughs> I'd have done a better job of ironing his shorts. <laughs> 
So back up in the bedroom. Back, Meanwhile, back to the bedroom. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Back at the bedroom. Maud tells him, uh, "I'm going, and you're not." That she's going to accept the award for wife of the year. She's yeah. like, she has to be. She has to be beautiful tonight, and. Thank God. Good she, Lord, I have such a terrific head start. Yeah, a terrific head start. Such a wonderful head start. Wonderful head, head start. So, um, this is where the episode gets very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they're talking, and, uh, you know, Maud turns to Walter and says, Why didn't I think of it before? It's mm-hmm. so simple. Mm-hmm. Walter, I have decided I am not accepting your, your estate. estate. She is cutting herself out, out of, of his the will. will. Out of which Findle's appliances. I remember. I remember the first time I watched this, and I'm like, "What a ballsy move! Mm-hmm. What an absolutely ballsy, ballsy move!" Mm-hmm. So Walter's like sputtering over himself, not knowing which way is up. She tells him he can take his piece of the rock and jump in the and lake. Jump in the lake. You and Arthur <clears throat> can take your piece of the rock mm-hmm. and jump in the lake with she, it. She'd ra- she would rather be poor. I don't want mm. Findle's appliances. Yes. I'd rather be free and mm. poor and struggling than be under anyone's control. Right. I am Maud Livingston, Livingston Seagull. And <laughs> she starts flapping mm-hmm. her wings. And uh, I had to explain to you who Jonathan Livingston Seagull was. That you was, did. That was a, a book in the movie from the, from the 70s about a... Uh, one of those sort of... Uh, Essay books, guru guys. Sort of hippie, dippy, trippy kind of things. It was about a seagull and, you know... Yes. It was very, you know, like... It was so much of, of the time period, that kind of thing. Like, just being, you know, that whole sort of thing of, like, you know, being free and finding yourself and... I am Maud Livingston Seagull. Maud Livingston Seagull. And she (laughs) flaps her wings and flies away. I am free to make my own way. I am free to make my own choices. I am free, free, free. Yes. And uh, Maud screams, Maud, sit. Walter screams. Walter screams. I said Maud Maud screams. You said Maud screams, but no. Walter screams. Uh, My body is... But not before she tells tells Walter Uh that, like, Bobby Rigby, he blew it. Yeah, well, that's, yes, that's and, what she and Walter's, Just like Bobby Riggs, you blew it. Yes, well, actually, before she got to the seagull stuff, Walter was yelling that he was going to be humiliated. Like, how could I'm she, not going to be the laughing stock yeah, of the cemetery. He has to be the laughing stock of the cemetery because she's, like, refusing the estate and, and, and all this. And, uh, and it's after the Maud Livingston seagull that Walter pronounces Maud sit. And, of course, as she always does, she sat. She sat. But what, what made me laugh was that she was like, she was fiddling with her nails, like she was still flapping her wings, and she like <laughs> held them under her arms, and then she was just like, well. <laughs> she shrugged, and then she sat down. Yes. <clears throat> and at this point, we have a very sort of elegant Bugs Bunny Daffy Duck situation. Oh, yes, yes. Because you know Walter's like this is this is what I want for you. You're going. You won't you're be going a laughing stock at the cemetery. You, you won't, won't be going, made a fool of. You're going to accept my estate, and you're gonna take it, and you're gonna like it. I'm getting. I'm giving okay. you everything. I, I will get. He says I will get rid of the the. Trust, I will get rid of the trustee. trustee. And uh, so, so, but you know, and he's not giving her. He's not giving her a cho- choice. No, no choice. He's getting rid of the trustees, and she has to ex- accept the 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 will and the estate. Yep. 
Yes. And Lord um, haplessly turns <laughs> to him and goes. Well, she didn't. She did. She say didn't she like get up? She got up she elegantly. Got up. She had her dress in her hand. Mm-hmm. She walks. She walks the to the bathroom door and she says, turns, turns elegantly and says, "What does she say?" She says, "You win." As usual. As usual. Folds the dress over her arms and just the look. Walter, at first, he's ecstatic. He's ecstatic because he's the, oh, I, I won. won. I, I win. won. I won. And the then the, it's like a light bulb. It goes off on his head and he realizes he just gave Maud everything, everything she wanted. She wanted. <laughs> but the look on B's face, just like, you win. You as win. Usual. As usual. <laughs> Haplessly deadpan and just walks elegantly into the bathroom. Have you ever experienced done something been in that experience where you were able to manipulate the situation where you had somebody thinking they won, but it in reality, you know, you got what it is that you really wanted and you let them think they you ended it you manipulated the situation. I can, I can honestly say no. No. I have never I have never been I've never been in a situation like that. I'm mm. not I don't I don't think of myself as a manipulator. Mm-hmm. I think of myself as someone who someone who's just very uh, <laughs> I think of myself as someone who's just very emotionally aggressive where I'm like I am usually the straight man in these situations mm-hmm. where I'm like you're going to do as I say and that's that. Mm-hmm. Because you know that was just my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um See, I've been in a few situations where I was... Do tell! We have 20 minutes! Uh, where I've been... Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking for hours. We have been talking for my hours. God. We have been talking for hours. My God. I, this, this is probably going to be like our shortest podcast ever. I, yeah. like, we didn't so, really go on many tangents, I that's want, why. But I, I will go on a tangent I now. I want you to go on a tangent. Just for, for, the, for, for the sake of posterity. For the frivolity of it all. But, uh, but I have been in a, a number of situations where I was dealing with somebody. And I, I call it giving them enough rope to hang themselves. Yes. Where I knew where the situation was headed. And I knew I could sort of... Well, I did. I sort of manipulated the situation allowed this person to think yes. that they were getting exactly what they wanted. Yes. When in reality, they were doing exactly what I wanted them to do. Yes. And I, I've had that I've had that experience a few times. Care to divulge at least one? I, I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to think of like specifics. Um, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of, of specifics. Because it's literally one of those things where it's like, you know, I do, you don't. I do, you don't. I don't, I do, I don't, and yeah. you don't. Yes. Like, just that sort of situation. Yes. Um, duck season. Yeah, wabbit, wabbit season. season. Duck, duck season. season. Wabbit season. Elmer, Elmer season. season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so nice when those classic TV tropes just show themselves up oh, in sitcoms. I know. Um, but I, you know, I'm honestly trying to think of any any opportunity where I've been, you know, a master manipulator. And I mean, I could honestly say that I'm I'm not because I always try to be very forthcoming and angelic and and sweet and disarming. Um, I'm sorry. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are and you? And what have you done with my daughter? What have you done with the real Tomcat? But no, I, you know, I I if I'm anything. I am aggressively honest. Mm-hmm. At least I try to be aggressively honest. There are times when I will, you know, 
ease up on a subject because I know that they may or may not be going through something. Because, and, you know, there was one, there was one expression that really, like, sticks out in my mind when it comes to these sort of situations. Like, don't, don't argue with anybody. Um, you have no idea what they've been going through. You don't know what mm -hmm. battles they're fighting. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to just sort of, you know, be, uh, just sort of be understanding of everyone's plight, understanding mm -hmm. of what everyone goes through. Okay. Because it's true, you never know what someone's going through. I, I, I did have a situation very recently where I knew something was going to happen. And I knew this other person was going to be very upset about it. Okay. And I knew the best way to mm, sort of resolve the situation was to make the person who was going to be very upset feel that they were making the decision about what to do themselves. See, and, I can and, never do that. Oh, I was able to do it. I can never do that. I was I able to do it. I, you know, not for nothing, I'm, I'm going to be very honest, I do <laughs> consider myself sometimes a bit of an emotional pushover. <laughs> Um, but that you does wear your heart on your sleeve, pussycat. I do. I wear my heart on my sleeve. But there are times when I will, like, you know, sort of look at a situation and be like, how can I allow this to work towards my advantage? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it, it really depends on how you want to look at a specific situation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you can dissect everything. You, could, you can acknowledge everything. You can just go, go forth and so forth. Um, but there are times when I will look at a situation and be like, is it worth sticking around? Is it worth distancing myself? Is it mm -hmm. worth, you know, talking to somebody and having that conversation with them? Wow. <laughs> this is getting quite deep, children. Oh my goodness. Um, but when it comes to the art of manipulation, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really about controlling your emotions. Oh, yes. It's really about controlling your emotions mm -hmm. and not letting them... Uh, not letting them see you crack, basically. Never if, let them see you, you cry. sweat. Never let, oh, never let them see you sweat. Never, I never, let, them never let them see you, see you cry. Man, never let them see you cry. So You know what I've always felt? What have you always felt? Well, not always, but this is what I've learned. Yourself? Yes. Okay. And what I've learned <laughs> is um, I will almost never let somebody know that they've like got me mad or upset me. Because I always feel like if someone can see that they've gotten me mad or gotten me upset, I'm giving them power over me. Yeah. Like if, if you can if you can like enrage me or, or make me cry, anything like that. If they, if they can make you, you feel a specific yeah, type of emotion. You, then you have you have power, power over, over me. Power over me. True. And I don't I I refuse to allow somebody to, allow to have that. that control over you. I mean, inside, and I mean, not like not for nothing. This episode does involve have does this episode does discuss control because mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. that's what having a trustee on your will does yeah. to a wife. It's yeah. all about controlling the women, mm -hmm. which has been the thing that has been going on in Congress since the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. It's controlling women. Mm -hmm. It's controlling mm -hmm. the lesser sex, and just no, mm -hmm. just no, yeah. And as I was saying, like, a, a, about myself, yes. um, you know, I never want to let anybody, you know, if, like, in my, in, my, in my youth, I was, was very much, like, uh, allow myself to, you know, show anger yes. and, and, and cry and yes. all of these things. But, I, I don't know, maybe I've just become harder. 
you know, or, you're, or you're hard hearted Hannah. Got a, gotten more of a, a thicker skin, you know. Okay. Hopefully, still supple. Let's see, hard hearted Hannah. Let's think of one for Tony. <laughs> tough, tender Tony. Tough, tender Tony. No, tender, tough, te- uh, whatever. <laughs> I see little balls of sunshine in a bag. <laughs> Does this mean something? <laughs> Where I'm at right now, kids. That's exactly where I'm at right now. Um, oh, but I, I think you know, I've, I've developed a much, a much thicker skin, and I, I just refuse, you're better for it. You're better for I, it. I, you know, I refuse to allow, and because I've, I've been in a lot of, I was in in my youth a lot of situations where I allowed that, you know, and you know, people knew that, you know, they had that control over me because yes. they could, you know, either you know, get me worked up. Mm-hmm. That I was angry or, or upset or anything like that. Yep. And now I just, you know, in, inside, mm-hmm. you know, I may be like raging, like, you know, Zeus on the mountaintop throwing the lightning bolts. Yes. But on the inside, but on the outside, you will never see it. No. You will never, you would never you know. know. You, you don't want to show your emotions to someone that you know can manipulate the situation to their advantage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that shows in these episodes of Maud, where it's mm-hmm. like this constant, you know, I... Isn't it funny, though? Well, get, continue, continue. There's the movie, the play, mm-hmm. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen B. Arthur in the role of... Um, oh God, the wife. The wife, mm-hmm. in the role of the wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's all about the game. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. if you if you look at it from these two older people who were inviting this younger couple right, into right. their game, their their right. manipulative game with each other. Yes. There was a reason that Elizabeth Taylor and, and Dick Burton divorced mm-hmm. after after that movie. They were they, mm-hmm. they divorced shortly after wrapping that film mm-hmm. because it was a very emotional movie for the both of them. Mm-hmm. Um I see Maud and Walter's relationship as sort of a comedy version of that dynamic mm-hmm. where it's the constant back and forth it's the ga- the constant game of chess mm-hmm. uh, you know so it's very interesting and this episode was no different because you're right. seeing who's going to get who's going to be checkmate first right and uh, just fascinating to me just very fascinating and and, and it, to me it was it was interesting because we see Maud you know and initially when she finds out about the will she's like you know she's very emotional she's yelling she's she's screaming and uh you know but then she she turns it around and she contains herself she she like pushes everything down and then it's just like no it's okay i don't i don't want any of this keep you know I don't want any of your will. Because Maud maintained her composure and yeah. she was just like, you know, I've had time to think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and then it was, and then, and then that's when, you know, she totally manipulated Walter yep. by doing that. Yep. Where, you know, as soon as. But he, I mean, not for nothing, Walter gets his in the end anyway. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Yes. Because we, we haven't completely gotten to, we haven't completely finished the episode. So. After, you know, they they leave uh, to, for the evening, they come back, mm-hmm. and Maud enters in this beautiful blue cloak. Yes. And, um, you know, Walter turns on the light, and she goes, I've never been so embarrassed She's, in my life. Was humiliated. Was hum- I've never been so humiliated in my humiliated. life. humiliated. And he turns to, she turns to Walter, 
And Walter goes, it was a joke. Like, yeah. what are you, like, what's the matter? And and she goes, giving that speech at the, the dinner tonight. Um, and At the ramrod. At the, ra- <laughs> the ramrod move. Ramrod, no less. She goes, she, I think, uh, I believe she says, thanks for giving me the husband of the year award with my wife at Amy. It's not easy. Yeah. And there's a big laugh. Yes. There's a big laugh. And, uh, and Walter goes, Maud, it was a joke. Yes. So Walter, I mean, Maud turns to Walter and goes, it's a joke. <laughs> and then they started going back and forth. Yes. Which I found out they did a lot of in, in sitcoms years ago. Why? Where they would have dialogue after the episode so that the direct, not the directors, the, um, the video editors could cut it off. Oh, they could. And yeah. roll the credits. Right. Yeah. Oh, and sure. They did that a lot uh-huh. because it was like, you know, you have all this extra air time, so right. might as well take advantage of it. Right. I would like to know and, and listen to some of that bit of that, that dialogue afterwards. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever, you'll ever get that chance. I it don't won't. know. It won't. But, you know, <laughs> uh, what, can, what, can I, what can I tell you? You got, you, you got you your can, hummus, pussycat. You got your hummus, pussycat. You don't, hummus, push pussycat. Your luck. don't push your luck. Uh, thank uh, you, thank you for once again joining us for another episode of God Will Get You For That Walter. If you would like to follow us, you can on Instagram at Finley's Friendly Appliances. You can follow this podcast on Facebook, where all podcasts are sold. Sold? Um, yes, sold. They're sold? Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at... Uh, <laughs> That Finley, God will get you for that, Walter. Um, yes. So we they can you. email they can, us. They can, at, they can email us at findlesappliances.com at no. finleysfriendlyappliances. Finleysfriendlyappliances at gmail.com. At I love that you try. You would love and try to impersonate me. Uh, well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That is cat. true. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> if you would like to follow me, you can at that Tom all forms of social media. That's T H A T T O M C A T T because there's always T to go around. Oh, the T is hot. And where can they find you, my morsel? They can find me at Tony Homeperm, and that's Tony with an I. Tony with an I, and that's on <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. And please, my YouTube channel. I need subscribers. Yes, more subscribers to the please. Tony Homeperm channel. Please and thank you. Thank you. He re- they, She reached her goal of 400. Over four. I got over 400. Over 400. Keep those likes coming. I need to ride on someone's coattail. Yes, she does. But we thank you and we will... You will hear us. You will hear us on another episode of God Will Get You For That Walter. Bye, guys. Good night. <laughs>